terrific field position. The Warhawks going with a power formation. One receiver left, one right. Sherman the tight end on the right side. Drake Martin the wing in the backfield. He motions out right. They hand it off to Thomas. He's going left. Thomas brought down, swallowed up in the line of scrimmage. Wow, really solid. Really solid job off the edge, not letting Tamir Thomas get to the sideline where he's been so successful all season. That was clearly where he was heading. The Wheaton defensive, the Wheaton defense, just a really good job. Sure tackle, being able to get him down for a minimal gain. 9.15 here on the game clock in the third quarter. 28-21 the score, Wheaton on top. Second and 10 from the 43, following the no gain by Thomas. Two receivers right, one left. They'll hand it off to Thomas. Thomas on the left side. Positive yardage here up to the 49-yard line. That's a gain of six. Look to be essentially the same play call on that one, more or less. Just going right back to it. Tamir Thomas able to get through the hole. Wheaton still being able to get hands on him before he, before he reached first down territory, but that definitely sets up for a much more manageable third down here for the Warhawk offense. Different formation, a different block. Still the same running play, sweeping it to the left, they get six here, it's third and four, Wheaton side of the stadium starting to go nuts, ball to 49, Warhawks working from the left hash, Thomas swings out wide to the right, Ogden runs up the middle, he's swallowed up in the backfield, a sack by the Wheaton defense brings up more than five. Yeah, the Warhawk offensive line just not able to hold on that one, the Warhawks are going to have to punt this one away, huge stop for this Wheaton defense, keeping the, keeping the lead at one score. Now the Warhawks are switching it up, and they're actually going to bring the offense back onto the field. A oh bit of deception. Goodness. Thinking the punt unit's going to go out there. They send the offense back out on fourth and five. And a timeout called by Wheaton. The Warhawks did Wheaton to use one of their three timeouts. They were not prepared for this play here, Chris. I wasn't either. I'm going to be honest with you, Sam. I don't think I've ever seen this before, where they send a punt team out and then bring the offense back onto the field. You have to think that this may be go for a territory, though. Just with the point in the game that we're at, seven minutes left in the third. They don't want to let Wheaton get back up by two possessions, and I think a gutsy play call here is what you have to do. No risk, no reward in this situation. This is where Jace Rindall makes a statement here to the rest of the NCAA. They convert on this, and especially if they end up scoring, and even better yet, a touchdown on this drive if they were to get this fourth down conversion. That's a statement to the rest of this entire NCAA and the entire Division Three football, saying that the Warhawks are still here. A couple of other scores from around the bracket. Grove City and Cortland have gone final. Cortland edging out Grove City 25-24. to Now the punt team is actually back on the field again, Sam. Punt team heading back out there. That was definitely a deception tactic here, Chris. Cameron Putt set the punt away. See if there's any other tomfoolery from Jason Rindall's play calling here. Snap goes to Hutt. Hutt punts this one away. So going up the left hash. It's going to bounce. And do the Warhawks recover? Did they get it? Warhawks football! 
Mistake on that play by the Wheaton return man, not able to secure the punt, and now Whitewater inside the 25-yard line. Two huge special teams plays, setting them up in fantastic field position with the black punt, and now a muffed punt, two turnovers, or not turnovers, one turnover by Wheaton, that's exactly what this offense needed. Get back on the field, tire Wheaton out, and potentially bring the game back into a tie game. And Wheaton was looking at the end of that play, they're looking to see if they're called a fair catch. It looked like an Alex Erickson situation. You remember a Badger game a few years back. Kotenhoven was waving his arms to the side, not in the air. There's no fair catch as Ogden takes the snap play action. He finds a man. It's Basie. Basie across the 20. To the 15. Pushed out of bounds. Across the 10 down to the 9-yard line. Yeah, that sets up first and goal. Wheaton sent a blitz on that play. Tyler Basie was able to slip off to the side, wide open. They gave him a full head of steam, and the Warhawks are going no huddle here. Quick play here, two receivers left, one right. Sherman on the, as a tight end on the left side. Wheaton sending a lot. Thomas on the middle. Ogden goes as a block. And Thomas will get forward progress. See where they spot him. Between the three and the four-yard line here. Yeah, the Warhawks just trying to use catch Wheaton's defense off guard. Wheaton wasn't quite set on that play. They were able to get that ball inside the five and set up a second and goal. A lot more manageable. So the official ruling on the field on that punt return is that the return man did not declare a fair catch. What he was attempting to do was clear his guys out of the way to possibly catch the ball on the bounce. Now, did he mean fair catch? Only one way to find out, and that's to ask. But for now, the Warhawks with the ball at the four-yard line, second and goal to go. Motion high to the right. Ogden rolls out left. He's got Thomas. Thomas to the end zone. Tie game. Like that cannon off the Warhawks touchdown. And this is an absolute dream start for the Warhawks here in this second half. A couple of special teams mishaps by Wheaton just bringing this offense back onto the field. Chunk play by Tyler Vasey and then a nice hit to Tamir Thomas into the end zone. Really gets this offense going. The energy's back in the perk and that's what you need in a game like this. With 6.26 left to go, a little flat route by Tamir Thomas, a receiving touchdown as Jeff Isotel McGuire will attempt to put this one through the uprights to tie this one up. The kick is up and it is more than good. 28 to 28. Hello, we're back department, I'd like to file a claim. 28 to 28 tie game here, Chris. What went right for us on that drive? I uh, just, I mean, the starting field position was everything in that situation. Just being able to start down at Wheaton's 24, a nice screen play to Tyler Vasey, then trying to catch Wheaton's defense off guard, and then just being able to hit Tamir Thomas in the flats for a nice touchdown. Just perfectly executed drive, and that brings this game back all squared up at 28. Like we said, Cortland and Grove City game is over. Cortland won 25 to 24. They will play the winner of Mountain Union and Alma. And Alma, Alma has, has taken, taken the lead the with lead. 15 seconds left. What a shocker. 20. A one seed might go down today, ladies and gentlemen. 10 seconds to go. Alma's I can't up. say that I saw that one. I had Mountain Union in the Stag Bowl in my Division Three bracket this year. John Hopkins up 39-17 on Union of New York with 21 seconds to go. And that one that's just about wrapped up. Randolph Macon blowing out Ithaca 46-0. Sam, I think you gave Mountain Union a bit of an announcer's jinx when you said uh, they have this one in the bag earlier. I did think they had it in the bag. My apologies to Mountain Union. This one returned by Gordon Hove, and he swallowed up at the 27-yard line following the short kick. And now we'll see what Wheaton does in response. 
for that Warhawks punt recovery. Fantastic special teams play by the Warhawks. Just being able to run down the middle unblocked and just get the stop on Corton Hoven before he was able to gain any head of steam. 6.22 to go here. As Corson will line up in the backfield of the shotgun. And the Alma Mountain Union game has gone final in a shocking upset. Corson looking deep down the seam. Oh, what a catch! Seth Cordenhoven with an amazing catch. Full extension leap down at the 43, and Cordenhoven is down on the field. He got absolutely drilled after that catch by Dyson Klubertons, trying to ball, jar that ball loose. Unable to do so. A fantastic grab by Cordenhoven, and even better to be able to hold on to that. A huge chunk play for Wheaton, their first of this half. And sometimes it's ball before body, Chris, and that's what Cordenhoven embodied there on that last play. He's getting helped off the field here, walking on his own power. Got to imagine the wind just got knocked out of him. Yeah, that that's play. what I was about to say, Sam. You have to think it was just the wind got knocked out of him. He'll probably be okay in a couple of plays. Nothing too severe on that play, thankfully for him. You don't want to see injuries at any stage of the game, regardless of who you cheer for and who it is on the field. 30-yard reception there by Corden Hoven. Now, Wheaton outpassing the Warhawks. We're at 66 to 158. Warhawks outrushing Wheaton 182 to 78. center. Hands it off to Weeks. Weeks to the left side. Swallowed up by a bunch of Warhawks. Antonetti and Gallagher leading the charge on that tackle. Matt Verber there as well. Ethan Gallagher has been all over the field today. So is Joey Antoinetti. Just really making a huge defensive impact. Just keeping Giovanni Weeks at bay to a certain extent. You can only hold him down for so long. He's going to get his big chunk plays every once in a while. But they've been able to neutralize his impact on this game for the most part in it's been huge for this Warhawk defense, especially here in the second half with their first defensive stand as well. Warhawks now in a nickel look. Tyson Harvey checking in for Hawk Hefner. Six-man box, they sent forward. Force 